There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash trial peloton motivation that moves you yes yes welcome into the tim mckernan show the date may 25th 2022. I'm in the homeloanexpert.com studios, which are my basement in St. Louis, Missouri. Action Jackson is in the homeloanexpert.com studios, which is the actual studio at Hubbard Radio. And my son is down here watching Scooby-Doo. And he wanted me to say Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle, Sauce Boss. And so I am giving him what he wanted. He actually said it, (laughs) but he will not say it here on the show. I will give you $5 if you come over and say it. $5. You already have what? Well, that's bad financial management. He says he already has $5, so he doesn't need it. And Jackson, he needs to work with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Because he, just like his father, uh, has his head up his ass regarding money except I was making bad decisions at 34. He was making his at four. Mark Hanna, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. Jameson, that's who you need to work with. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Well, that's why you need to go evergreenstl.com. Yeah, find out. And then you're going to figure the whole thing out. Oh, he just waved me off like Norm Stewart when he didn't like an official. (laughs) That's what just happened down here. All hell's going to break loose. So I am at home this week doing the show and uh, the reason is my wife has covid and our four-month-old has covid and uh i gotta tell you she's really struggling with it when you had it in december jackson Mm -hmm. it it didn't really i mean it it hit you but it on a one to ten i I feel like if my memory is correct it was like a two or three for you yeah about two i had a scratchy throat for a couple days and then all went away I would say it was a three or four, maybe five. I mean, it's been a while and it was, it wasn't during work. We were off anyway. So I don't really remember it all that well, but I'm telling you something, Anna Marie's really not doing well to the point that I'm like concerned, although she's feeling a little better today, but you know, I mean, uh, I didn't, I don't know. And then, then, you know, with a four month old, it'll be four months and two days. Uh, you know, you have to swab his nose to, I mean, you don't have to, but we did to, to find out if he had it, uh-huh. you would under you would expect him to have it and he does, Right. but, uh, somehow Jameson, our four-year-old who you've heard commenting on poor financial management and myself, we do not to date. But the big thing is, and I don't know if anybody, I, I really haven't seen complaints. I don't know. You you might see more text than I do or YouTube mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. I haven't seen complaints about it outside of people going, where am I on the YouTube camera? 
Um, I don't know if does the show sound how much different does the show sound with me? You would know yeah. with me being here for TMA and here for 101. I don't know. It sounds really good. I really, I mean, just off the top, and I, I think us in this industry are like a little more harsh on audio stuff than probably most people are. So like when I first heard the show with you, uh, with the unit, I was just like, oh, it sounds different, but it doesn't sound bad. It just sounds different than when you're in studio, but that's to be expected. Other than that, it's been really fine, and there's been almost no delay, which is always what you got to be concerned about. Uh, so overall, I mean, you did the show, f- you know, from a remote location for months at a time. And you, if you didn't say anything, people wouldn't have even noticed. So I think with modern technology, it's all good. And, pe- and I'd say 99% of people, A, totally understand and B, don't care. I think there's like 0.1% of people that would. Right. I mean, the, 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 alt- the I mean, the, not, and like you said, nobody cares. So this is official straw man conversation. Now, Jameson, if you don't stop messing with that bottle. We're going to have a real problem down here today. That's what's going to happen. What do you mean it just won't come in? The bottle won't go into the bottle? Oh, there's a science experiment going on here. You can, you can keep all this in the podcast, too. Let people, let people bear witness to my parenting. He's conducting a science experiment back there. Uh, but he did just say... Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle, Sauce Boss. That's nice. Is that who you're doing the show with? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a, you got another fan. It's my target audience. My, it's a, <laughs> it's four, four-year-olds. Yeah, four, on four summer to eight. Break. Yeah, yeah, four to eight. Ooh. Yeah, especially Ooh, the ones on summer break. In their basement with their father while their mother is quarantined. And then we just go up to the driving range all day. That's, that's essentially. Yeah, I've got that market spending. cornered. That's, that's, that's what we've got. So uh, the good people at uh, Family Golf. So, um, what the hell was I saying before I heard the bottle and the water and the water and the paper? That people don't, some straw man, the people who don't care about, uh, Oh, they don't care. That's correct. When it comes to the, the fact that I'm not there, right? but I didn't know if it actually was clear from an audio standpoint or from, you know, I would prefer to be there, but the two choices are I go in, in the back of my mind, thinking that Jack Jameson, I'm telling you. You got to stop it. Go upstairs. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to do some podcast discipline. I'm going to do some podcast. You can't do that. Or you can go over there and do it. Okay. It's one or the other. Okay, good. Nice job. I either come in and I I risk, in particular, you know, the, the people on TMA, because we're all so crowded in that studio. Right. The studio is small, but you have five people or four people in that studio, and then you're in there, and obviously I cross paths with you. Sure. Uh, and then the 101 studio, it's just me and you in there when we're doing our show, but then the people around the office. Yeah. Was- and in the back of my mind when it comes to COVID, and I could be off the mark on this, I feel like at this point, I, I don't know who really knows, but I worry that you can be positive, not have any symptoms uh, or have symptoms, but not be testing positive. And then you're walking around like everything is cool. And then a couple of days later, you do test positive. And so in my mind, if I get to Thursday, you know, tomorrow, it was recording this on Wednesday, the 25th, and I'm still in the clear, then I would feel differently about it. But right. my wife had been feeling crappy for a few days, not a few days, Saturday. 
then but didn't test positive Saturday, tested positive on Sunday. And I'm like, okay, then inevitably I'm going to get it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But here we are on Wednesday. To date, we are uh, still in the clear. But anyway, there's the background. Some people care. Some people don't. I feel like sometimes when there's just a slight change, there are conspiracy theories attached to it. Mm. Uh, and so I would rather just go, okay, I'm at home. Wife has COVID. Anna Marie, are you cool with me saying it? Yeah, okay, cool. Our son has COVID. Our four-month-old son has COVID. So there it is. There is the uh, reasoning. The podcast is brought to you by thehomeloanexpert.com, by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, by Mark Hanna, aforementioned, by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and by Design Air. Heating and cooling, the home loan expert.com. I received this email yesterday, and then I was emailing with Ryan Kelly about it. And I'm going to share this. I like these personal testimonials that get so always feel free to send these in. T McKernan at insidestl.com. And uh, let's see what we got here. This was sent to me by a listener, and I think I can use his name, but I'll read the email and then be sure. Listening to the TMA podcast. While having lunch at a restaurant in Phoenix owned by a St. Louis native, it reminded me that I wanted to send you an email about the home loan expert. I recently refinanced my home in Bucky, Arizona. And the only place I was going to use was a home loan expert after I found out they did work in Arizona. I'm a St. Louis native and moved out here four years ago, but have held on to many St. Louis ties with the main one being you guys in the morning. Listen every day if I can. My experience with Ryan's team was great. Very smooth, and the communication was great. Mike Bertarelli and Angie Thompson were wonderful to work with. I had never used the home loan expert before, but was glad I did and will again if and when rates go back down. Keep up the great work and having fun because it shows and how the podcasts come across. Also trying to get my family to purchase a sound story for our mom. Unfortunately, dad is already gone. Loyal listener, but never a caller, Jim Roth. He included his name. He didn't tell me not to use his name. There it is. And then Ryan Kelly sent me an email when I forwarded that to him. He said, this is really awesome. Makes it all worth it. Thanks for sending it over, Tim. So thehomeloanexpert.com. I'm a client, and there is another testimonial outside of myself. Do work with thehomeloanexpert.com. Once you get your home, get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. Or go online at carltoninsurance.com. .net. 90% of Missouri homeowners uh, have their insurance rolled up in their escrow, but they have no idea what they're paying for or what they're getting. Let James Carlton take care of that for you. You will, I mean, I'm telling you, what am I, I'm talking at 11.50 a.m. You could call there right now. First off, you're going to talk to somebody right there in the State Farm Agency in Webster Groves, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And even if you have a question, they're going to get an answer to you this today. And it's so nice. It's so refreshing. Anytime you got to call customer service, doesn't it just give you anxiety? It's not the case with James Carlton. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Last week, Jackson, mm -hmm. I hope this becomes a precedent. Was it Flip Wilson or was it Alan Dadeville? Alan Dadeville. Alan Dadeville. And I saw both of them at the dotum. Yeah. Uh, but as I made it clear, they confuse for some reason, for no reason whatsoever, really, uh, I get confused by their names, sent in an email asking for a deep dive on Joe Strauss. And I thought it led to a good podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so all it takes, and I told, I told you this Jackson, when we started balloon party for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is, I just need a topic to kind of spark the fire. And once that happens, then I can go. 
So I never really know what it's going to be. But in that case, when I saw that email, which came in about 10 minutes before we started recording, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do the podcast on. We'll hold the other questions off for another week because I love getting going on Joe Strauss. Have you watched the uh, George Carlin documentary? This will all weave together. Eventually. I have not. I have not yet. Now, he is kind of before your time. He died when you were 10. So I don't know if you really had a live appreciation for what he was doing or did. Uh, I, I very, I know of him. I've, I've seen the seven dirty words bit and you know, you can tell instantly how talented he was. So, uh, I know of him, I know some of his bits, but I know very little about him overall. So, uh, the documentary is on HBO. So if you have HBO, now, you can watch it anytime you want. It's two parts it's done by Judd Apatow and, uh, just a major recommendation. And somebody posted this on the TMA fan page the other day. And it just so happens I was thinking the same thing. And I may have said it in last week's podcast, which is I would love it for a variety of reasons uh, beyond just their commentary. If Joe Strauss and George Carlin were both alive today to be commenting on what is just, you know, the batshit of batshit uh, that has gone on. And uh, and Carlin certainly is one. And in a way, he was kind of Nostradamus on some things. And if you watch the documentary, I'll be curious how it'll impact somebody who is as young as you um, and, what, and what you think. I don't really know. I, don't, I think George Carlin is somebody who I think both liberals and conservatives appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for that is, I'd be curious, those of you listening, uh, if you want to email in your thoughts on it, I think it's because it's just refreshing, even though he's been gone for 14 years, to hear somebody and you go, I don't know if he's a liberal or a conservative. He fires shots at both. And he's just telling you what he really thinks. And then you go, oh, it really makes sense. And I think that's so appreciated when people oftentimes know what the person's going to say before they even say it on any particular issue. That's I know why I appreciated him and I know I appreciated Strauss, which got me going last week. So any topic you want to deep dive on, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com, and we will get it going. Hey, Tim, YouTube question for you and Action Jackson. Uh, While watching on YouTube, while watching TMA on YouTube, I gather, when coming back for the 9 a.m. hour, and this was sent in less than two weeks ago. When coming back for the 9 a.m. hour, I noticed for a split second the option to have a three-camera box versus the standard four-camera box that we normally see. Is there a way to have it automatically adjust to that ran- to that during random times of the show when only three people are speaking or when returning from break when Iggy may not be in the studio and only show three-box look instead of defaulting to the four-box look? Also, during the break, it automatically goes to the high shot of the studio. Is there a way to have that camera angle come up at times where everyone is engaged in the conversation simply and as alternative. These are random observations that I think about while watching the show and have already probably been discussed off air and internally there at Hubbard, but simply thought I would ask as I have wondered about it. Love the show. That's from Dan Ulrich. Um, honestly, we've never discussed it before I read this email, at least as far as I know, it's never been discussed. Jackson, you might've discussed it. I am no, not aware. I, haven't, I can tell you the reason for all that. What is the reason? What is the reason for the season? Uh, Love the reasons for the seasons. Uh, the cameras are connected to the microphones. So um, if all four of the guys in studio are here and all four microphones are up, you get the four camera box. 
like you see this week with Tim out of the studio this week, there are only three cameras or three microphones on the studio. Therefore, you get the three box camera look. We can, so it's on auto. So if Iggy were to leave in the segment and Plowsy turned his mic off, you go to a three camera box. The overhead shot is also an option, but that's not in our auto feature. So the person, most likely Plowsy, who sits closest to our control for YouTube, would have to auto-select overhead, uh, which is our overhead camera, which plays during the commercial breaks, and then switch back to auto to get the four-box set. So it's it's a little bit like you'd have to kind of time it out and be kind of difficult, especially with you know also trying to run a board and make sure that the broadcast stays on air. So that's the reason why you see a four-camera box when all four are in studio, because all four mics are on. You can go to a three-box set if you chose, but that would be kind of weird if someone was talking outside of me who wasn't on camera in the studio. There you go. Got it. A little inside baseball for you. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I enjoyed the question. Now I got an answer on top of the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. there you go. You got it uh, from uh, Action Jackson on the reason. Next question. Uh, And this one was sent to... See if it was sent just to me or if it was sent to the whole show. It's sent from it was just sent to me. Uh, title QFTA using the TMA app. Nice. Which is a way you can communicate with us. Uh, did you ever think that you would be on 101 ESPN? Was that the ultimate goal? Jackson, this was sent to me, but on my behalf, how would you answer the question if you were me, since you know me and you know all things regarding I think kind of everything here over the last 18 months. Uh, no, no is the answer. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Is this the is answer. nice. Isn't it wonderful when, when you know where I am on the floor and I know where you are on the floor and we yeah. don't even need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of just like trusting that your big man's down the post. Uh, right. But I just, I, I mean, I knew you knew the truth. So I right, knew that I didn't have to yeah. say, Hey, when I do this little bit here, you know, say right. this. That's yeah. the truth. No, it's uh, no being on one one was never like the goal by any means. It's cool. We love all the people over there. They're super cool, and it's a cool opportunity. Yeah, it really for is us. across the board a, a, a great group of people. Seriously. Although, if it weren't, would we say it? I don't know how I would handle it. Yeah, but I think people can. Tell I, I, the I know. How, I actually because I know how I handle it when I know you know how we really feel about people, but we don't want to say it, so to speak. We just wouldn't say anything. Right. That's actually exactly. how we really hit it. Right. But like Randy and Michelle, and obviously Rocchio, who worked with us on TMA at five ninety. Uh, they're, they couldn't be better. They really couldn't be. Like Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman and Matt Rocky are just yeah. A-plus people. Seriously. Um, and I don't know uh, BK and Ferrario as well as I know Randy, just because I've worked with Randy at 1380. And I tried to hire Michelle like eight years ago at this point when we were at 920 and I wanted to hire Bernie Miklas to do afternoons, and I was going to hire Michelle with him. And I think she then went to 101, or not maybe to ESPN. I think ESPN she went to Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, but maybe she went to 101 before that. I don't recall. And uh, and I've gotten to know Jamie Rivers a little bit. Uh, well, I should say it more than a little bit. Just an amusing character, like already busting balls, which is, Love Jamie. you know. Yeah. And super talented on yeah. both Fastlane and... Uh, and on the Blues broadcast and on, on Valley Sports Midwest and Brad Thompson, I've known, uh, gotten to know him better here recently, but I've known just from being around the Cardinals. And uh, Anthony Stalter, when it comes to Stalter, I just remember one day, and Bernie used to do middays on 101, and I guess I was listening, 
And honestly, just being real straight with the audience, it's not, I just, but I don't listen to a lot of radio just in general at this right. point. So for the purpose of being honest, that's honest. I know it might not play well, but it's the truth. But Bernie was doing middays at the time. This might be a long, long time ago. And Anthony Stalter filled in. And I remember texting Bernie going, it's nothing against you. I mean, you're, you do what you do and it's, it's great. But I said, whoever filled in for you, I had never heard the person and they're just rock solid just a, yeah. just a damn good broadcast it's one of those things you can recognize right away i've i've told the story on whether it be young page views or k adams uh just you recognize courtney uh bryant from at, at the time kmov now she's working in atlanta it's one of those things in this business and i'm sure for those of you listening you have your respective fields you know right away um i would think anyway if somebody stands out and then you can tell right away. Uh, I say regarding golf. So take it out of professional. Take it to something as recreational as golf. You can probably, just by seeing somebody's first tee shot on number one, within 10, give what their likely score is for the day. Do you agree with that statement, Jackson? Yeah, with just like a very few amount of outliers. Just, I, I, right. A couple guys that I know that if you looked at their first swing, you'd be like, this guy sucks. But then, <laughs> but then they like some, come around but and they're pretty good. They, they, they mount their Sunday charge. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and listen, it's not, it's not across the board, but you, you'll be able to not only tell yeah. the movement, but then also the ball flight. And then also you might go, oh, well, I mean, they get nervous in the first tee box. Well, then that shows that they, I guess if it's a recreational round with no competition or money, then it kind of doesn't matter with regards to nerves. But uh, that's another Mm -hmm. part of the game. So, Certainly. so when it comes to broadcasting, I remember hearing Anthony and I don't know when this was, man, I don't know how long ago it was, might've been more than 10 years, but I'm just like, this guy's rock solid. So anyway, and then you have people behind the scenes, Mike Ryder, who's the executive the producer. Uh, Love Mike. He's Ryder. just a really good guy. So it's just a good, but I mean, that's kind of the thing at Hubbard. I feel like we talk about Hubbard radio so much that it might be getting to the point of annoying the audience. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. Iggy, obviously you can't, but Iggy's being serious on 100%. this. Some of the stuff I have no idea what's real, but he's being serious on this. But I think we're just, we're, we just would have been happy with kind of like going from a negative to a, to zero. And we sure. would have been happy when we made the transition, but for going from a negative to like this super positive of how just professional and kind, you know, everybody is. I think that's, I think that's why we keep talking about it. Yeah even though it really is kind of basic, basic. Right. and by basic, I mean, you know, you shouldn't expect, you know, what we've come to expect and, and you should expect people to be kind and professional, what, right. you know, what, what right. you know, but that's, but you know, things were different. So I have a funny story uh, no, about that a, kind a, of, uh, oh, what do you got? This will be great. Yeah. Add so, an anecdote. Oh, just a little anecdote. Like, uh, I was struggling yes. like with getting something uploaded for our replay segments at, uh, at the dough them proper, I didn't know exactly what to do because we were on location. I couldn't get them in so that they could play at 10, 11, and noon. And so hit up the great Hubbard Marty. He set me up with great guy Ray, and Ray helped me out and got them all up there. And I kept texting him how much I was thankful and had thanks for doing that. And then I went on to him on Tuesday and gave him a fist bump and said, like, man, I'm just so thankful. And he was like, Hey man, this is like my job. Like you don't need to keep thanking me. <laughs> he was like, anytime. Like this is just kind of like that's kind of my job. And I was like, okay, just oh. thank you. This is coming from you know, it's just so cool to that people are like that's like 
their expectation is so but that so but good. i mean that that is the thing that is the thing yeah i i really do i mean i don't know i don't know i think about it all the time and i don't when iggy talks about writing a book i don't know how serious he is and then also what percentage of probability would you assign to this book ever being written oh boy uh two and a half percent oh okay i was going five percent so you went a little lower than well that means he's i just to write a book I know, but I, and I wouldn't really, but, but the th- I don't know. I, I think it was Stephen Wildwood. Yeah. Stephen Wildwood. Cause Stephen Wildwood's the one who ordered the sound story. Right. right and we right. left some things. We, you edited a couple things out. We might've talked about this last week and I just told him a couple, he goes, why was it left out or why'd you leave it out? Or I, or no, he heard the whole thing. Cause he heard the non-edited yeah, version. Right, right, right. So he goes, I had no idea that was going on. I go, Oh God. Yeah. And, and the thing is you, me and you know, Iggy did in detail and yeah. so whereas i wonder on the iggy end if his stuff would be in a in a sense which by the way is probably better writing than what mine would be personal in the sense and i'm not taking a shot that it would be personal because it would be more colorful that way mine would just be like here's what happened <laughs> you know i mean right. and if you find it entertaining great if you find it non-believable fine fuck off it really happened i don't care i mean i know what happened and on top of it you know five to ten other people will be able to uh to vouch for it so it'll it'll be corroborated and people would really probably be like you've got to be kidding me and you just don't you'd only be in 2002 then right, I mean, right. We, we still got another 20 years to go <laughs> Uh, and the, and the best shit's been the more recent shit. So anyway, I do think about it. It's just, I just have the, I have so little time right now. I don't know what the hell to do. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I'm, by the way, I was going to talk to you off uh-huh. the air or whatever the hell you call when you're doing a podcast right. offline. Sure. But am I off the mark that you feel even more overwhelmed now than you did a month ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I'm just noticing some things that you had been doing, you're not doing. This is not passive aggressive ball busting. Sure. We, we both have talked about it offline, yeah. uh, which is what we will use now for uh, the the purpose of the discussion. That we really need, uh-huh. uh, you know, we we need another Jackson. Really, that's that's it. Uh, Jackson, would you like to tell the people about Munganass while I go over here and put on another Scooby Doo episode? Sure. Love to tell All right, stlouisaccurate.com, altontoyo.com, and I'll be back while you're mid-live read. All right. Well, I love Munganest. Uh, Clayton Patterson, he was out at uh, at the Dodum, both the pre-party and uh, one of the days, maybe both days. Uh, he was just there, and he's such a great guy. Like, he just came up to me and was like, hey, man, like, anytime you need anything, like, just let me know. Like, we'll take care of you. Love taking care of you. Love TMA. Love the listeners. Love the people who come out and support us. I was like... That's awesome, man. You guys are great at what you do. Everyone on the show works with them and has nothing but great things to say. I've heard people, I had a buddy go out and grab a car from them, and he said couldn't have been a I'm better back, experience, and it was awesome. So Munganass is great. I can't wait to uh, get a chance to go out there and get my car worked on, just hang out with Clayton and, and Jamie and just talk it over with them because they're both incredible human beings. We love Munganass. There it is, MunganassStLouisAcura.com and AltonToyota.com. We're big fans. Chris Raby is texting me something uh, about Bizarro World, this uh, avalanche thing, um, an avalanche media, which we uh, tended to on the, uh, uh, yeah. the cadre stuff here, which has been a topic. But anyway, uh, going back to, uh, yeah, I just noticed. And I was I was like, okay, I'm going to get on the phone with Jackson today. 
and go, okay, what's going on? Because I just get the sense. But here's the thing. And I want to tell the audience this. We're, we're tending to business on the air. So if you're going to get uncomfortable, Jackson, no, pony okay. up. Okay. But it's all complimentary. It's just, you know, and people like to bust the balls of, of the Plowhawk and Iggy, you know, for quote unquote, I, I, you know, Jackson's doing his job. It's just, there's a lot with TMA now, uh-huh. which is great. Uh-huh. And it just really requires more people. Uh, that's the reality. So I know it gets back to, oh, Iggy's not doing this or Iggy's not doing that. Iggy's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Right. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and it's like, well, is Iggy a host? I, I don't know what the fuck he is. I mean, c- c- call him a host if you want. Am I a host? I don't know. I Trust me. I assure you the reason I am attractive when I'm on the free agent market is because of all of my sales. That's the reason why I matter. <laughs> right. So really, my title should be salesman. Yeah. Uh, if people are so infatuated with sales, uh, that's what I do, which then allows us to... Uh, to have a, you know, have the spots and the options that the, that the show as a whole has because we have, so it, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just, there's a lot to do. And I can just tell, I mean, you're essentially whatever you're doing, like five different things from seven to 10. Then we walk down the hall and do 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN. And then you got all of this stuff to do, right. uh, you know, right. so I'm just noticing that, but you know, with the dotum last week, we we're all handling that. And then I haven't been in the office since the COVID situation this week. And I'm just reading between the lines. And I was planning on getting on the phone with you after we did the podcast. And maybe I still will. Sure. But I'm just like, oh, let me let me let me let me see what's going on here. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a lot. And over the past week or two, it's sometimes I'm just like like I really like need to like go like exercise, like and like and that's just gonna make me feel better and everything. So like it's just like all right, I just I have to do it. Like I, I sometimes have right. to like drop what I'm doing and just be like I have to go take a run or go shoot hoops or just do something to take my mind off of work and exercise and that's always good for the brain and so it's just like sometimes I just have to do that. Uh otherwise like, you know, if I just like go start down my email list, it's like I could be working all day just cuz there's a lot of stuff to do, but it's uh it's it's better to be busy. I heard someone over the weekend I don't know what it was in the context of, but they're like, I'm, I'm grateful to have work to do at home because there's a lot of people who don't have work or don't love their job. So it is at the same time where it is a lot. It's like, you know, if I looked at myself in from August 2020 to November, end of November 2020, I had nothing to do, desperately looking for a job. I would have killed to have too much to do. So that's kind of how right, I, have to, right. I have to look at it. Right. Yeah. And, 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 to, and for the purpose of clarity, although I think people kind of have an idea of both of our personalities at this point, but you know, with, with however many years with me, you know, this isn't, if I really was serious, like I'm angry about something, I wouldn't be handling it like this. I'm just, I'm just making the observation. And since this is kind of our, uh, mind free flow, I was thinking that earlier Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's a good problem to have. The show has gotten more popular. We have a lot of responsibility. We now have another show on 101 ESPN, which is, I guess, how this whole discussion got started. Uh, and just the reality is, you know, in order to, to do it right, um, it can't just be on when it comes to stuff that is beyond 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with TMA. It's 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 on our shoulders. But here's the thing. That's what, what the expectation was when we started here. Right. So it's not like I'm going man, I thought Doug was going to be tweeting out videos of TMA. <laughs> That's right. not the deal. No. Doug is the greatest shooting guard in the history of St. Louis radio. Yep. And he is performing at a high level day in, day out, and you can count on him. And Iggy is 
from my standpoint, the greatest personality in St. Louis radio. Dead serious when I say it. Because uh, I don't even, I'm sitting next to him and I don't even know what the hell is going on, <laughs> whether it's real or not. I just know it's going to get people going, that's for sure, whether they're laughing or they're angry, whatever the hell is going on. And one of the reasons why I think the show has gotten as popular as it has, or people have come back to it, is because the Plowhawk is back. Yep. Um, but now that this is breaking news, the Plowhawk is going to be, you know, ability it is so board operator and he's a character on the show um just like i wouldn't go how come you guys once over the years that that was what i did i did what i needed you know so anyway so here's the thing unless i ask you about it you are not the kind of person who's going to say anything about it you're just going to keep doing everything and never say anything. Yeah, correct. Probably. Yeah, that's uh, if, if it got to like a dire situation, then I'd probably say something. But I mean, most of the time, I I sooner just keep my head down and do it. Right, and I get it. And you're a year and a half into the business, and you don't want to be the guy. But I'm I'm just observing it, and I'm just going, okay, this is the situation we have. I mean, we want to grow the show. That's why we made this move. And it's one of the reasons anyway. And, you know, it's just, it's just, so you need to let me know. And I see it. And if anything, it's a major, you know, credit to you, but, uh, it's just, it's too much, Mm -hmm. you know, and what, what happens here in a couple of years, let's say, and maybe it's more than a couple of years, but whenever, if, if one of these many ladies who are interested in you, right, you become interested in her Mm. and then you settle down and then, then you have a child. You just it won't be possible to right. do everything that you're doing right now. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 so, percent. Yeah, 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 totally. So, and yeah, I probably need to get better in general, just kind of like communicating. Like you got to tell me. Yeah. I mean, you got to tell. You got to tell me. Tell me. Yeah. You know, and then I can talk with uh, management. But mm-hmm. I, I know the management would be, you know, sympathetic to the, the situation as well. Right. Which then goes back to uh, the question that was posed regarding did you ever think that you would be on 101 ESPN was that the ultimate goal it, it i i thought uh that uh the, let's see i my my expectation throughout the majority of 2021 was that i along with everybody on TMA was going to be, but when I say everybody on TMA, I'm not talking about the Plowhawk or the Cat. My expectation would be me, Jackson, Doug, and Iggy would be at Hubbard uh, on January 1st, 2022. That was my expectation with the goal of the Plowhawk and the Cat being a part of it eventually in 2022. That was what, because they wouldn't hire everybody right out of the gate. Uh, which I understand, by the way, you know, and I, this is kind of what I was talking about on 101 earlier today, Jackson, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, if you, if you don't catch yourself, you can, you know, if if you've never operated a business and had to worry about expenses versus revenue or budgets, 
You're like, well, why, you know, man, why isn't, why won't they hire, you know, the cat? Why won't they hire the plow boy? It's because there's budgets and we're, we're on an HD two signal and they have no idea what kind of revenue we bring in. I could be telling them something and it might not carry over. The revenue might not transfer. And then all of a sudden the thing is a disaster because it costs X uh, and only Y is coming in and Y is lesser than X. And we got a problem on our hands. So fortunately, everything has worked out, but they didn't know that going in. I would have bet on it all day. It's why I you know, did some of the things that I did to make sure that things happened. But anyway, that was the thought process. But throughout the course of 2021, 101 ESPN didn't even come up until uh, Dan McLaughlin knew that he was going to be going back out on the road with the Cardinals. Right. Um, and so that was sometime in November-ish. Nor was it anything I was like, hey, I'll go there but I need you guys to include 101 ESPN. So that, that is, uh, that's just not, you know, I mean, yeah. I would imagine people believe me, but who knows, you know, I mean, that's, that's the truth. Jackson knows the conversations we had about it when it was put on the table. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's, 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 it's got a huge listenership. I think the thing that I have learned in the time we've been at Hubbard radio is how big, the listenership is and also how there isn't much overlap at least there wasn't much overlap with the tma listenership initially i think a lot of the tma people have come over mm-hmm. um but it's a huge listenership and uh you know it is it is something that i just I, very transparently i just wasn't all that familiar with outside of knowing it was a successful radio station um so you know that's that's, but, but, but it wasn't like there, I have, you know, here, I'll tell you what my goal is. What do you think my goals are, Jackson? I'll, I'll get you the ball again. What do you oh, think? Man. This is, this is a big question too. You could take this any direction. Getting down because you probably know my goals are uh, not necessarily <laughs> broadcast related. No. Getting down to Jupiter. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's, I mean, but I also want to be you know, in a spot where we continue to grow TMA sound story, my podcast, I mean, those are the things that, right. you know, that's, 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 that's what I think of. And, and Hey, if the show on 101 ESPN takes off, uh, then, then great. It, but it just wasn't what I was thinking because it wasn't even on the table. Right. Uh, nobody was talking about it cause it wasn't something I was thinking about and it wasn't something they were thinking about because Dan McLaughlin had been doing the show that time slot for, for so long. Um, so yeah, I mean, my goal is to not ever be in cold weather in St. Louis. Uh, ideally again, I don't want to do it. Just don't want to do it. I, I wish I was stronger and that it wouldn't bother me as much, but it does as weird as it is because it's not even Memorial day yet. In my mind, when there is weather, like we are having today, it's crappy out. Like it's going to be tomorrow. And like, it's going to be Friday. I am going, my God, it's already going to be June. And we haven't even had like five straight days of warm weather. Yeah. And then it'll be labor day in three months. Yep. You know, we're closer to labor day than we are to the start of the year. And the start of the year doesn't seem that far ago. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about how it's going to be cold and how we sit inside and it's cloudy and rainy and can't go outside. And, and that's, that's where my mind goes because I'm fucking crazy, you know, but that's, I know that I'm fucking crazy and that's, I, I, and I also know how happy me and my family are when we are in Jupiter. I wish I wasn't that way. I wish I would have never taken the drug. Nah, I don't know if I mean that. I really like the drug, so I'm not <laughs> mad that I've taken the drug. The right. problem is, is, uh, is access to the drug. But it is something that, 
you know, that is of the utmost importance to me and my wife, real straightforward. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it. So I have, I, I don't even know, like at this point in broadcasting, what is the, what is in television when I started anyway, and I have no idea how it works in television, it was get your first job and not everybody could get their first job. And so they would never get a job, but usually if you weren't going to get a job, you kind of had an idea that you, you weren't going to get a job. And so you probably switched majors or you worked behind the scenes because you knew on air it wasn't going to happen. So it's just get any job. And then ideally you're not in that market because the market likely is going to be really small. Uh, and then ideally after a year at the worst two years, you move up to like a top 100 market. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean the population size, you know, New York's one, Chicago's two or LA's two, Chicago's three, I think is the breakdown. Mm -hmm. St. Louis is 22, I think now. Um, and then after a couple of years there, ideally you're in a top 25 market. And then ideally by the time you're around 30, you can go and start to make some real money and real money is certainly in the eye of the beholder. Uh, and you're working in a city where you really want to live that that's how it was in the two thousands for radio. Now, I don't even really know what the, you know, like if you're talking to, what, what were you thinking? I mean, I don't think this is necessarily what you were planning on doing, but I'm mm -hmm. wondering what would your peers a couple of years ago in Columbia at the journalism school, I wonder what they wanted to do. Uh, do you know? Do you have any idea? Uh, when it comes to like my my broadcasting, so not print. I didn't have. Yeah, not print. I have one guy I know in Columbia, or well, two. One was always behind the scenes. Um, he's in Colorado right now, working at a station behind the scenes. And another one just graduated and got a job in North Carolina. But they kind of that's the it's a similar path. Like you start at a smaller market. Um, and then you move up and then eventually get to your target market, hopefully, whether that be close to home. This kid's from New York, so it might be tougher, but you never know. Um, but, yeah, that's it's similar, I assume. It's similar for on-air broadcast people. Kind of just know that you're going to start low and move your way up. Yeah, I just, I'm, I just like, when, when I'm thinking, like, what, it, like, for me, my whole thing when I was in Columbia is all I wanted to do was initially I went to the journalism school thinking that's how I'm going to call Cardinal games. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. And then it became clear that the journalism school was not about play by play. Right. I don't even really know what was about play by play. I'm sure the opportunity is there because I did do some play by play, albeit public access, Missouri women's softball. Uh, so it's not like I was calling, you know, basketball or football. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I don't think you had to be in the journalism school to do that. I think I was associated with the communications department when I did just a couple of those games. So then it was like, okay, now I'm doing television news. I don't even know how this happened. I don't really have an interest in it. And I started anchoring and reporting on sports. And then you're like, oh, I guess that's what I'm going to go do. And since I was getting opportunities, that's what I pursued. But I did not at all go into the University of Missouri Journalism School with a plan of being a, a television anchor. None. Not at all. I mean, it's really, when I look back on it, it's really fucked up that things worked out. A, I didn't graduate. B, I didn't show up to class. C, when I got to KOMU, which is the NBC affiliate in Columbia that's affiliated with the University of Missouri Journalism School, I just blew off the news reporting stuff. I didn't show up for it. I mean, I was, I truly was a ne'er-do-well 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the sports thing was like, okay, you can do the sports stuff on the side, but everybody has to have news shifts. Right. And so you're covering like Columbia city council meetings and the school board and, and, you know, stuff no one has an interest in, but that's your way to essentially find out if you can be on camera live and not piss down your leg. Right. But for whatever reason, I, and I really don't know why I'd be curious Stacy Wolfel was the name of the guy who was the news director. Now I think he's in charge. He might be retired now, but he was in charge of documentary, but documentary program they, they started within the last decade and he was in charge. Of, and in Brian Nooner, who was the sports director before Chris Trevino became the sports director uh, that they just, you know, are just like, okay, this guy's going to do whatever, but you know, they, they, they let me do it. Right but I didn't want to do it. But my whole goal was not to go to like New York or LA. My goal was to just come back to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I remember Ryan Nooner, who was the sports director saying, we all laugh here because you're going to get all these great job opportunities and you're going to say no to every single one of them because you're going to only go to St. Louis. And I'm like, but yeah, that's what I want to do. So it confused me it's just kind of probably the same way when I get confused by people, you know, on, on a variety of things now. Uh, so I was talking to my mom yesterday about religion and she, just, she I could just tell she was rolling her eyes and shaking her head. I'm going, I just, for the life of me, I don't get where you're coming from. I respect where you're coming from, but I mean, I just, I mean, why am I the crazy one? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I mean, if we really break this whole thing down, but either way, I'm like, yeah, well, that's what I want to do. So why would I go to you know, Denver, Denver's a great city, but it's not, I, I don't have any loyalty or love for the Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, or Broncos. Mm-hmm. I care about the Cardinals and the Blues and the Rams. So that, that why wouldn't I go to where I, you know, mm-hmm. now I look back on the outside looking in, if you want to make the most money, you go, okay, I'm going to go to New York or I'm going to go to LA or I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get one of those jobs. But I think that's a misnomer on how much money is in those things. Don't get me wrong. There are people not many, but there are people who you see on television who are making a shitload of money in sports casting. But there are a lot of people who I think would be considered household names who you see on television uh, who are not making that much money mm-hmm. or not not as much as you would think, I think would be. Doug and I get in this sometimes. I don't know if you were in the day we were talking about some salaries. Um, I think we were talking about, hey, Kay Adams doing like what is it? The people magazine show or whatever the hell the thing is. Are you familiar with this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember us talking about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I texted my agent. He's not my agent at the moment, but he was my agent. He's the one who got me my opportunities back in Denver in 06 and New York in 07. And, but we stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, just out of curiosity, uh, a buddy of mine who's done, who I work with, who's done television forever, thinks that, that the job pays this. I think it pays that. He goes, oh, God, at the most it pays 300000 which, again, is a lot of money, but you got to kind of divide it by three, yeah. two and a half to three, uh, you know, and, you know, it, it's just – unless I'm not, I'm not downplaying that money to make that clear, but I'm saying if you consider it's New York or L.A. dollars and then what people would think it is, which I'm sure they would think it's seven figures – that's what I'm trying to drive home. And why is that? Because people, and I'm talking about thousands of people, want the job. And so whoever gets it, if they don't have a direct impact on the bottom line from a positive standpoint, they don't have leverage. And so your agent can say, no, no, he or she's only coming for this. 
they go, well, fuck, it's not worth it to us. And this person's willing to do it for 20% less. So we're going with them. That's the business, which is why I ask you at 24, just a little bit removed from the University of Missouri, albeit I know you weren't in the broadcast sequence of the journalism school. I'm curious with people who are 23, 24, 25 now, what their goal is. I was weird because all I wanted to do was get to St. Louis. Uh-huh. But, but I'm curious what somebody who, especially at least when I was there, so many people, I mean, me and Gabe DeArmond and Nichelle Turner were the only ones from the state of Missouri in the broadcast sequence. Everybody else was out of state or, or not even from the United States. Uh-huh. So their goals were to become at the time, like the next Katie Couric, you know, that she right. was the, the yeah. you know, or, or take your pick, whoever it would be in news. So that's what I'm curious what people are, are wanting to do in this business now. I don't know. And I, and I know you don't know the answer. I'm It's rhetorical, but I don't know. It's it's such a it's such a I, I just to be real direct. It's such a bad idea to do it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. There's no other way to. There's no other way to say it. It's. And I guess if you're happy, and you're fine with inevitably being laid off or fired for a tweet you made when you were 12, sure. or just making no money, then all right. I guess you know you you got it. But you know it's it's such a. You know, like Doug downplays his career, even though I don't think anybody would downplay his talent. Mm-hmm. He downplays his career. And the thing is, if you got Doug talking, I'm sure Doug would go, he's a lottery ticket winner. He would acknowledge it. And by a lottery ticket winner, I mean, you have tens of thousands of people over the course of his career who would have wanted to do what he has done. And he is the one who has gotten to do it and done it for as long as he's done it. And that's why I say mathematically, it's an outlier. So yeah, to stay at one station for as long as he did. Right. And also have, and also be able to support your family and the business yeah. yep. throughout your entire career. It's just not the way that it usually works. It certainly happens and we can point to people. And I, I to this point have, have been fortunate enough to do it, but you know, it's just not a, uh, it's just not stable. And it's also, you realize at some point that it's just not necessarily, you know, for every one person who, who, does all right in it, God, man, I don't know. There are a hundred or 500 or a thousand who at, you know, at the same age at school were wanting to do it and never got it going, much less got a job in a small market and never went anywhere from there. Or in their late twenties go, holy shit, I don't want to get up at two in the morning or I don't want right. to work nights and weekends and holidays, you know, and then you, then you're, you're, kind of behind the rest of your peers because they've been accruing marketable job skills. Right. So that is why the the question I, I would pose, and I'd be, I'd really be curious because now it's different because you do have multimedia, multimedia journalism. But as far as, you know, what the original question was that got me going here on this particular tangent, uh, no, 101 ESPN wasn't a goal, but it's not because, Oh, I, 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 Either they wouldn't hire me or I wouldn't work there. That's not it. It just wasn't something that I ever even thought about. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, and I doubt, I doubt you did as well. I mean, it's been no. TMA in my podcast. And so it's been weird to kind of go back to this audience that is more familiar with me, probably from me doing television, if they're familiar with me at all. And you know, either win them over, as I think has been the case. Or in some cases, watch people just 
fucking hate you again. Yeah. You know, indifferent from the TMA kind of cold war, passive aggressive. I think I know this about you, even though it's not true. I think it's true. And so you, you know, I don't like you, but I listen to the show because of this person or that person, you know, that kind of hatred. Mm-hmm. This is like, you fucking suck. And, you know, yeah. I mean, well, hell, we, I'm sure you saw 20 hate text messages today while we were interviewing Darren Pang. Now, a yeah. lot of them were directed at Pang. Right. Which is, and then a lot other... of them are just false. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a different kind of getting your ass lit up than the TMA. Asshole. Oh, yeah. 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 That the, the TMA stuff, when it's, presented right is in most cases funny like and 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 it's you kind of legitimately i am in awe of the talent of the tma texture and emailer right for real yeah sometimes and the thing is there's like dozens of them if not hundreds of them yeah it's pretty incredible whereas 101 when you get hate it's just like no, you are. It's, like, hey, it's like reading a comment. The, the, the way I could, because people are like, oh, I'd love to see it. And I go, well, I don't know if you really want to, no. honestly. You, you think you do, but yeah. what I would, t- and I'm sure, by the way, this isn't limited to 101. I would imagine this is most radio stations yeah. with text inboxes. Yep. What I'm trying to say is the TMA thing is so unique. Uh, but that it's it's like reading a comment section. That's yeah. what I would just say. That's what it is. It's like, oh, you're not like laughing at it. You're just like, oh, okay. You know, and it doesn't, it doesn't make me go, hold on a second. Am I really a moron? Yeah. You know, you just, you just go, okay, whatever. Right. You know? Right. It's something you just kind of have to ignore. Right. Whereas the TMA ones, it's like, there, it might be a shot at me or at you, but it's amusing yeah. or it's going to get something going. And right. so it's, you know, right. It's, exactly. It's, a different deal. it's, part, so anyway, it's yeah. part of the show. And uh, it, it's a huge part of the show too. So with the, with, with Chris who asked the question, I don't know if he wants his name out there. Uh, did I ever think I would be on, and I don't want to mean, do you ever think that you would be on one-on-one? I don't know if he means like, did you ever think I would get to that level or did I ever think that it would even happen? And was that the ultimate goal? See, when he says, was that the ultimate goal? It makes it seem like he thinks it is like something that is something that I had been striving for. And right. that's just, that's just not the case. Uh-huh. I mean, what I'm honestly, I, I just, I want to enjoy myself. I want to be honest with the audience and I don't want to deal with cold weather. And I would like some some M F F F F F F F F Fs. That's what I would like. F That's, for Peter. And, I, and I'd like to I'd like to, if possible, uh, get on the Champions Tour here in five years. That'd be nice. Those, there, there it is, Jackson. Those are my goals, and none of them have have anything to do with anything in broadcast. No, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that is a, <laughs> that's a good point. You brought it up, and I just such a quick aside, but I, I'm curious on it because I've gone back and forth. You talked about New York and L.A. being obviously the two biggest markets. Would you prefer to live in New York or L.A.? New York. Interesting. 100%. I don't even sweat it. Really? Huh. Wow. I kind of thought you would be New York, but it sounds like you're L.A. Well, I mean, it's I've never been to L.A., so that's probably, and I've been to New York. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been to New York a hundred times, but I've uh, I've never been inside, like in L.A. So to me, it's like this mystical place that's like, you know, you, you hear, watch it in movies or hear about it, and it's just like this, like, crazy town but in all honesty if i got there I'd probably just be like oh there's a homeless now guy if you say new york or san diego my answer may change right right but when you say new york or los angeles uh yeah it's 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 new york i personally love new york city yeah me too. love new york city me too but here is one of the things and i've talked about it before it's another thing i mean when i say i'm fucked up in the head this isn't like oh i'm you know i really think i'm normal but i'm just down no i i know i am fucked up in the head i really do not enjoy driving Mm -hmm. i really don't yeah um 
And so in New York, I mean, we had Lisa Ann last week. She doesn't have a car. It's right. just, it goes, it's, it goes that you don't have a car. Now right. you can, and you'll see some spots when you're in Manhattan where there are, I, I would call them structures. I'm sure there's a word for it where there are lots uh-huh. and there are cars in storage on these lots. And kind of like if you're like at a, you know, like in Jupiter in a, in a harbor, uh, you know, there are a bunch of boats that are like in storage and that's sure. how they get the cars down. Right. Because right, right. for the most part, people aren't ever using them. Right. They walk or if they have to, then, you know, go to one of the other boroughs. They're going to, I don't know, at this point, take an Uber most likely. For sure. Uh, back and, in the day, cab. Yeah. You know? and, the, and the driving in New York City, especially Manhattan, is like driving on It's just, Yeah, it's not even, you don't even. You, so you, I love the ability yeah. And I remember when I thought we were moving there, I remember, I don't even know what it was. Well, the hell, even when I did the Artie Lang show uh, a few years ago. So this is two separate things for what I liked. I remember getting dinner. I think uh, my wife and I went to the Cardinals and Mets, and that was when they were at Shea Stadium, took the subway out there to Queens, came back in, and it's like 11 at night. And you could go, and you went to a restaurant, met up with some friends. It's like 11 at night, and it's like a Tuesday. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's packed. Yeah. And I just, you know, in St. Louis, I go, man, it's nice that Olive and Oak hasn't shut down at 830 and there's still people. That, that's the thing. It's, why yeah, it's, just, it it's just not it's not my kind of thing. And even though now I'm 45, I still like that kind of energy. Sure. And I also like that everything is close and that I don't have to drive. In L.A., and I've spent more, way more time in New York than L.A., um, it's just you are in your car oh, yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A 20-minute drive in St. Louis is an hour and 20 minutes in Los Angeles. It depends on the situation and the time of day, obviously, but you're just stuck. And it also, you've gotten to know me, I think, here enough over the last year and a half. This is a phrase my dad used to use, play in the role. And oh. I, I, haven't, I haven't brought it back, but play in the role, I believe this is what he meant was what, what I would call now, like the, like essentially what Instagram is actually. (laughs) I mean, I, I guess I'm simplifying it because I'm like the the, the driving range with my son. So my Instagram is a hell of a lot different than like, you know, even the guys, but certainly the lady, it's just, it's like a, to me, it's just like these thirst traps of like, Hey, look what I'm doing. I'm so hot, even though this is behind 3000 filters and fillers (laughs) and I've got everything going for me like me like my post, want to date me, want to marry me. Everything is great in my life. That's playing the role. And so when I see, like if my wife, I've said this before, if my wife were like doing that crap on social media, I'd be like, oh fuck. You know, she's 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 either banging a bunch of people or she wants to be banging a bunch of people or she's getting ready to file for divorce. And I'm going to be moving in with Jackson on the hill, and this is going to be a. It will, it will be a lot easier to do QFTA, but it's the going to be the dynamic on balloon party would be a lot different <laughs> yeah, if we were living together. It really would. So you know that because it's just like it's like it's to me, it's an obvious personality trait, and it's one that I personally don't want to be associated with. All while making it clear, I recognize numerous of my personality traits are repulsive to those of you listening right now. So I'm aware of this, but I'm just telling you, I see it and I see it, oh, like me because I'm insecure. That's that's my way of, so playing the role, playing the role is, you know, I don't have anything going on, but I'm going to act like I have something going on. That is playing the role. For, I, I made reference to this, the uh, I think it was yesterday on TMA, um, 
and I have no idea how it got brought up. It certainly wasn't me that I'm a member at Westboro Country Club, which if it never had been brought up, never would be brought up. I would never talk about it on the air. Why? Even though Westboro Country Club, for those who are aware of the dynamics of country clubs, I don't think anybody would go, oh, Westboro is up there with Bell Reeve or Old Warson. It's absolutely not it. Jackson's been out there playing with me before, and we walk by the pool, and Jackson says it's Wet Republic yep. at the pool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a much different kind of dynamic. Right. But either way, I know what the connotation in the audience's mind is of a country club membership. And so being aware of that, it's something you don't talk about. You know, if you're doing well financially, you don't talk about it. Now, I think that's more of a St. Louis thing than an L.A. thing. But I think it's a good thing. Personally, I think it's a good thing. But there are some people when they join a country club or when they get a big house or a new car, it's all over their Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I'm just like, all right, you know, whatever. It's just that that to me would fall under the category of playing the role or playing the role. That's actually living the role. Playing the role is you're taking a picture at something that you have no affiliation or ownership with. Oh, but yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, there's that's the people, playing the role. There's a they they have private jets that they just they yeah, sell by the yeah, hours. Exactly. So people can like when I was flying with Joe Buck, and if I would have taken a picture on his jet, like, yep. Off to New York this week. Right, right. And, <laughs> like, know, like, oh. and I would have been like, fuck off, man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, playing the role. And I just, so for me, I don't get angry when I see it. If it happens to be somebody in my circle, I go, oh, well, fuck, I can just cross them off the list now. I always use the scene in a Bronx tale. Good, bad. Good. Okay. That's what I thought. When Chaz Palamentary is scolding Cologino for chasing around the guy who owes him 5 or $20. Right. And he goes... Why are you chasing that guy around? He owes me twenty dollars. Goes so you know he's a you know he's whatever an asshole a bitch. Now you know for twenty dollars he's out of your life. You got a great deal. Yeah. So from my standpoint, it's like when I, if, but I, that's the thing. My friends, I never see my friends like pontificating on politics on social media or you know flashing at some because that's just they, that wouldn't be a personality trait I would want to hang out with. It's mm-hmm. not my thing. Mm-hmm. I see it as desperation. I see it as insecurity. And so I want nothing to do with it. How did we get on the topic? New York versus Los Angeles. And I'm sure it exists in New York. Don't get me wrong. But I think it is everywhere in Los Angeles. Like if Clayton or Wheelhouse or whatever you would want to cite as examples of people playing the role in St. Louis, and I really don't know where you can play the role in St. Louis, but I'm sure it exists uh, is playing the role. I mean, it's, it's, it's a billion times that in Los Angeles and I could not handle it. I would love the warm weather Jackson, Yeah, but I could not handle the phoniness right, of right. Los Angeles. Oh right. my God. And New I, York is real. And yeah, it's cold weather part of the year. But if you give me the choice, I would rather give me the warm weather of Florida yeah, that's uh, over the warm weather of California and in, in LA. Yeah. And I, I probably should like, like an area like Santa Monica, or even, you know, if you were to go as north as Malibu or Calabasas or Hidden Hills, it's well, different. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, you and I aren't going to be getting into Malibu. <laughs> no, 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 no. When, no, I've like, man, when, I, when I'm in L.A., that's where I usually will stay is Santa Monica. Right, which is a lot um, different than, say, like West Hollywood or downtown L.A. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I think it's an overall, and it's, I, I want to make this clear. It's not like I lived there, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it is an overall... It, you, it's it's keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. This is the conversation I had with my mom yesterday about 
private schools in St. Louis, which I'm sure as a public school you know, person and also your dad being in education uh-huh. and your mom being from New York, it has to be an absolute phenomenon that here in St. Louis, we just kind of accept. Right. right. Uh, but, but I'm just like, why in the world would somebody pay X amount of dollars to send their child to take your pick of X, Y, Z private school? Uh, and I'm and, and listen, some of them are different but some of them are not. And you're living in some good school districts. And my reasoning is, yeah, I suppose for some, and I told my mom, my mom and I ought to do a podcast, I guess, because <laughs> she's really appalled by me, uh, that, that uh, I said, okay, just for the sake of our conversation, 50% of the people are concerned about religion, which you know, mom, is on the high side. Uh-huh. But let's just, for the sake of it, let's say it's 50% then what are the other 50% doing? Why aren't they going to Lindbergh or Kirkwood or Parkway or whatever other school district they're in? Mm-hmm. And we know the answer. And that's why I go, the fuck? Yeah. It's a status thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, 100%. And I'm just like, fuck that shit. I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah. like it's, and it's so sad. Oh, I know. That's playing the role. Yeah. That, so now I've hopefully defined playing the role. And that's what I think of in LA. That's I play in the role, right. you know? right. Yeah, I like somebody telling me to fuck off. I like the ability to tell somebody to fuck off. You get plenty of and I feel comfortable doing that in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, had, I, op- I held the door open for someone in New York, in Manhattan. Held the door open for them to walk in. And the words he said to me was, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you were <laughs> holding the door for him. I, I held the door for him. And he said, I was like, God, it's total lawlessness out here. But I, I do. And I'm, I have so much family from New York. So it's kind of part of my culture. But it's... Uh, some parts of it, Jerry Seinfeld once said it, he was great. He's like, New York looks great and gray. Like when it's overcasty and kind of nasty out, that's when New York looks like New York, not when it's sunny and hot. Right. It is weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're certainly there more often. I, like I said, if you, if you say to me, New York or Jupiter, you know where I'm going. Right. Right. But you say New York or LA. Yeah. And not to say Jupiter doesn't have, I mean, Jupiter has it, but it's a different kind of thing. I mean, the opulence, like I have a buddy who lives in South Florida, the opulence, but more than the Miami Lauderdale than than Jupiter Palm Beach County it's just it's the wealth is so you know if you go if if you ever go into spring training because I know most people listening to this podcast aren't Palm Beach residents mm-hmm. I think we have about 30 percent of the podcast listeners who live in Palm Beach but for the other 70 percent of you right. listening to this if you go to Jupiter West Palm Beach isn't that far away from Jupiter. You probably fly into West Palm or drive up from Lauderdale or Miami for spring training. I'm dead serious about this because it's not like there are gates, even though when you get there, you'll feel like there should be. Drive across the bridge and everybody will know what the bridge is once you get to downtown West Palm and you cross over and you go into Palm Beach and you think you're in like a satire. It is, it's, it's so absurd. The... The opulence. I mean, Beverly Hills, I've been in Beverly Hills. It's got nothing on Palm Beach, Palm, because it's an island and it's an island. You know, I mean, it's just, it is absurd. And you see the people who are coming out of the restaurants and the shops and you're just going, you're so detached. I mean, but hey, good for you that you got it. But it's just, it's it's another world. So that stuff certainly exists. But like Jupiter's younger. Don't get me wrong; there's still retirees there, but it's gotten younger, and it's it's just the absolute, absolute greatest. But you give me New York or L.A. Jackson, I'm uh, I'm New York. 
So you're L.A., but you acknowledge you haven't been to L.A. Right, and I just like I'm so curious. Like I, I, I guess it's been romanticized in my mind with like I'm such a big Entourage fan, and it makes Entourage look like incredible, or Entourage makes L.A. look incredible. And there's thousands of other movies that do it. But then like you know you hear stories of people going there. It's like oh, it's just like homeless people and in dirt, and it's kind of nasty, and the traffic is brutal, and it's if like unless you're like a movie star, you're not living in a cool Hollywood yeah, just... house. You're most likely living in like a West Hollywood or in the Valley, oh, and it's 120 I mean, degrees in the summer. I I don't think it gets to 120 degrees in the summer unless you're talking about like the desert. Well, but, yeah, like the like the deep part of the Valley where it's and then I'm uh, being a little I'm kind of going nuts with the 120, but like, I know it gets really hot there because it is a desert. It's you know it's it's hot there, but it's not like you know it gets hot in New York too. Well, I, I think the weather. I mean, it depends on where you are. But either way, what I would say about what I would say about it is, think of a million and a half dollar home in St. Louis. In mm-hmm. picture of whatever it is, mm-hmm. okay. And then, if you can, again, these are little assignments. If you're listening to this and sitting at work and just killing time, type in you know in Zillow in Los Angeles, find whatever zip code you want, and you know what what your listing is, what your price point is, million and a half below, and see what you get. And you will be in awe. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You will be in awe. And, and by the way, I remember, and this was in San Jose, man, when the Blues used to play them a bunch uh, earlier in the 2000s, 2000, 2001, 2002, they might have played them too. God, three years in a row. Is that possible? Uh, 2000, 2001 for sure. And I'd be out there. And I just remember – like a $600,000 house is something that for real would be, I don't know if it'd be a hundred to 150,000 in St. Louis. And that was then by mm-hmm. the way, and I'm talking now a hundred, 150,000 now. So it's just a totally, yeah, I, it doesn't even, it does. I mean, listen, if I had a great opportunity and it was going to pay me like 10 times more than I'm making right now, I'd happily go there. Uh, Cause I could live nicely, but you know, it is, it, and it's just a bunch of, I mean, it's so, yeah. I mean, if you want to drive somewhere, you, you got to go and you got to, you got to budget. It's just understood. Yeah. You might be only driving 10 miles, but you got to for real budget an hour to an hour and a half for it. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting around. It's just, to me, it's not a way to, uh, to live. Jackson, how long have we going on this podcast? I feel like I've been going so damn long and I think I've only read like two or three emails. Uh, we're at an hour 12 at the moment. More oh my God. Hour right, let's shut it down. Let's shut it down. Let's yeah. shut it. Even though I keep going, I really don't think it's healthy for I'm talking as long as I'm talking every day. <laughs> I don't think it's good for my voice. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors who make the podcast possible. The great Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Go to designairservice.com. Click book now to work with Seth Goldcamp and his technicians at Design Air Heating and Cooling. Fortunately, the weather is going to go more back toward May here. and We're going to not be dealing with rain. Work with Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Of course, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Jamie Burkhardt at Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert.com. And did I leave anybody out? I feel like I might have, but maybe I didn't. Uh, Mark, Mark Hanna, Hanna, Ryan Kelly, Munganess, Design Air, James Carlton. Design Air, James Carlton. Yeah, 3, There it is. There it all is. All right, for Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on. The Inside STL, TMA STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. 
Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.